Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm your host, Kevin Millard. Thank you very much for joining me this morning. Hope you're having a good weekend. It should be fairly nice out there, at least uh, today and tomorrow as well. So I guess we better get out there and enjoy it while we can here, because that forecast sure didn't sound terribly good. Oh, my goodness. I'm uh, I'm not ready for that. I'm just not in the mood for that right now. I know it's coming, but yeah, well, we'll uh, we'll muddle through as always. So, anyhow, before we go any further, I want to say the WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And uh, also the uh, condition report is being brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma. And the hotspot report brought to you by Powerhouse Marine. And... Let's uh let's dive into the uh the hot spot right now. And uh I guess uh the big thing right now we're just trying to get the get muskies done. <laughs> I called uh I called the uh fat cat up in Trempolo this morning and out to uh, Roscoe's live bait in Toma and um both they're selling uh they're selling big big uh big suckers for folks headed up to get some uh Try to find some muskies. Yeah, is the season. Get them while you can, I guess. But uh, so that's uh, you know, if you're gonna if, if you're going fishing, then yeah, that's probably if you're if you can head north, if you know a spot within reasonable driving distance to go catch some muskies, today might be a beautiful day to do it. Um, certainly, uh, if you're headed out toward Roscoe's way there, out towards uh, Toma there, and yeah, stop off at Roscoe's there and, and pick your stuff up on your uh, on your trip. Castle Rock is uh, right. I know that's a bit of a drive here, at least from Lacrosse, anyway. But man, would that be a a, a nice drive uh, today, anyway? But uh, walleye bite is uh, is doing okay. It's kind of hit and miss or whatever. But uh, um, I think it'd be uh, maybe worth the drive. You don't have to deal with the high water anyway, at least. So that's uh, that's a plus. Uh, inland anyway, and uh, uh, those would be uh, you know, one of the places that I would I would think about anyway. But again, I mean, it's a, yeah, it is a bit of a drive, but uh, eh, might be might be kind of fun. Like I said, I mean, this time of year it's beautiful. You know, you drive through that cranberry country there, and I don't know if they're still doing the the harvest or not. But what the heck, it's uh, I'm sure it's. Uh, I'm sure it's rather nice and uh, and scenic here. Probably, probably the last good weekend I'm thinking that we're going to have for uh, uh, the fall colors and the leaves and everything. I'm amazed that some of the trees that kind of drive by on a a daily basis that 
you know, <laughs> it seemed like there were a few yesterday. I was like, you know, I drove by the day before and they were like completely full and, and now they're like almost empty. Right? So, and, and I'm guessing with this, uh, these colder temperatures here that we're going to have, that's going to, uh, pretty much, uh, mean the end of the, uh, the fall colors here. So I, I get out and enjoy it while you can. It's, uh, it's going to be nice, but, uh, yeah, it sounds like the, uh, you know, folks are, are, you know, going for the, the muskies there. So bring the time, bring the heavy gear anyway. And, um, but if you want to, you know, a little bit closer anyway, uh, for folks out, uh, Monroe County way, uh, Lake Toma isn't, uh, isn't doing too bad as far as the, uh, uh, crappies and perch anyway. And, uh, I think I'll talk a little bit about perch a, a little bit later on in the program here too, but, uh, um, the bite's pretty decent there. Um, Nothing terribly fancy there. Uh, just uh, you know, some maybe some minnows or a chunk of nightcrawler, what have you, and uh, uh, away you go. Uh, if you can get to them anyway, uh, the same kind of is holding true for uh, panfish up, you know, along the uh, the Three Lakes area there, uh, up by uh, up by Trempolo there. Um, I know the road was flooded out earlier in the week. You can get to some, uh, you know, a couple of the lakes, um, but. Uh, I think a lot of the boat ramps are still probably underwater if you can get to them. So um, I know they're partially always underwater, but you know what I mean. The you know so um, that would be a, a a bit of a challenge. But if you can get out there, um, if you can find them, uh, the panfish bite is uh, is again even, despite the high water anyway is doing uh, doing very well up in that uh, up in that area there. Um, some real nice sized. Uh, bluegills and sunnies and things like that and uh, a few crappies here and there so that's uh and and that's just going to do i i think that's just going to do nothing but pick up between now and uh uh ice over uh, so that's uh that's doing well the the, the walleye bite uh, along the lock and dam up in there and i'm i'm thinking this is probably going to hold fairly true for uh you know places like you know Trempolo and and Dresback and uh, maybe down to Genoa as well, probably down by Genoa, um, that uh, the walleye bite is uh, is pretty quiet. Again, just pretty much due to conditions uh, out on, on the river there. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, it just, uh, it's just a challenge out there just with the boat. So uh, be careful if you are headed out. I did hear a few uh, a few duck hunters this morning on my <laughs> pulled into the parking lot, and I'm hearing hearing gunfire. Um, I think that I, and I'm pretty sure it was hunters. So at least at this hour anyway. So, you know, I still haven't seen much in the way of, uh, um, and maybe it's just me and, and working a lot, but just haven't seen a lot of, of, uh, bird migration either. Um, but maybe it's a, you know, it might be just a tad early yet. So, and, and I'm wondering too, if the high water doesn't kind of play a factor with, some of these birds may be moving on to different places as well. So, um, as far as, uh, let's see, let's, uh, work our way through here too. Uh, the Northern bite, um, haven't heard much on that. It's, uh, pretty quiet. Uh, again, I think, uh, I think due to conditions, same goes for, uh, uh, largemouth and smallmouth bass. I did get a couple of report. I did see a couple of things here. Where is that here? Um, if you can find some areas that, uh, um, you know, in some backwater areas, maybe with a, a little clearer water, you might be able to find some largemouth. Um, again, 
you know, once you get back into some of those uh, those grassy areas, they're going to be uh, up working probably shallow during the day, uh, looking for uh, for those minnows that'll be moving in there as well. So uh, again, you're looking for areas that are you know out of the current uh, as well. Smallies, um, if you can find some you know rocky areas uh, along the shoreline, uh, those are good places to uh, uh, work some crankbaits and get those going. Uh, but uh, as far as uh, and that's that's about it. That's just kind of general information. Um, nothing uh, nothing terribly specific there. So yeah, I mean, I'm thinking uh, you know if if I'm headed out this weekend, I'm looking for either the big stuff or the small big stuff. You know, <laughs> like the muskies uh, or uh, perhaps uh, perhaps some nice uh, nice sized panfish as the. Uh, uh, Fall here is uh, well on the last weekend of October, I guess. So, um, looking at the calendar there, but uh, um, yeah, it's uh, you know bluegills, crappies, uh, perch, and again, you're not just uh, you know. And like I said, I'll talk about perch here in a minute, but uh, um, you know the bluegills. You know, you're fishing eh, five six feet of water. Find some uh, find some cover again. Um, Maybe a little current, not obviously direct current, but or a little uh, or no current at all. Um, but uh, yeah, they're just they they, they don't want to fight that current. Any fish, you know, none of the fish do. So, um, but yeah, you might have to get back up in there. I'm thinking the the uh, the kayak guys might uh, might be able to do pretty well. They can get into some of those areas that uh, are a little more challenging for uh, for boaters to get into. So. Um, they can get into a little bit more shallower water. So, but, so that is the, uh, uh, that's kind of the hotspot report here this morning. Again, brought to you by, uh, powerhouse Marine and let's shift gears here again to a uh, condition report, uh, brought to you by uh, Roscoe's live bait and Toma. Uh, stop on out and see Roscoe. Spoke to Roscoe's wife this morning here and she was kind enough to give me all the good details on, uh, how things were doing out in that uh, in that area here, but uh, and and again, you know, as far as the conditions go, um, yeah, I think maybe a little a little cooler, but it, you know, uh, nothing untoward anyway. Uh, you know, unusual as far as uh, at least the water temperatures go. Um, temperatures are in the uh, the upper forties right now, and uh, you know, Trempolo forty seven. Resback 47, Genoa 48, 51 down at Lynxville. Um, so it's, uh, um, you know, nothing uh, nothing terribly surprising there. Um, let's see here. Uh, flow right now, yeah, is going to be the, uh, that's going to be the, the big thing here. Um, flow is right about uh, at 100,000 cubic feet per second here up at uh, up at Dresback. And Tremplo, it's just a little under that. Um you know, it, it, we're we're talking, uh, you know, upper nineties, upper eighties in uh, a big stretch of the the river out here right now, and certainly uh, more than that uh, down in Genoa. It's one hundred and seven, hundred and fifteen in Linksville. Um, so yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of current and uh, a lot a lot of water going through the uh, uh, area right now, and uh, unfortunately. Um, doesn't look like it's going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, we're sitting at about ten uh, nine right now as of uh, this morning here, and it's uh, pretty much going to stay there <laughs> for 
for the next, uh, at least the next week. Um, might dip up just a, a little bit when with some of this uh, rain that we get over the course of the next uh, several days, but uh, um, otherwise it's going to just simply, you know, just stay in that uh, uh, 10-9, right around 11 feet, um, you know, and same with the flow and everything, and oh, man, that is just, uh, that is just rough. It's, uh, I don't think we're going to see decent uh, river levels for uh, for a while yet anyway. Maybe not until, who knows, not until first ice. You just never know. So, But again, you know, with that current, be careful if you're, you're headed out that way. Um, even if you're, you know, headed to the backwater areas, just be careful. There's, who knows what's floating down the river, especially this time of year. Um, you know, you get those, get all that grass and, you know, with all the high water trees and things like that, just a lot more junk in the water than I think we're maybe used to seeing. So again, be, uh, be careful if you're headed out there and it's, uh, not to mention the fact that it, you know, get the life jacket on. Where did I, I was reading some guys were, had fallen in and were fortunate enough to have their life jackets on. I think this was up your Brainerd or something maybe earlier this week. Some guys were out duck hunting and ended up the boat tipped over and they were lucky enough they had life jackets on and um, that was enough to at least keep them out of the water you know, or above water anyway and until they were able to get rescued. So it was, uh, uh, and certainly with this cold water, upper 50s, it's uh, hypothermia is not going to take too terribly long to uh, to set in. So you definitely want to uh, don't want to be messing around with that, and certainly not with not with the flow that we've got here as well. That's uh, another element to consider too. So uh, just be careful. Anyhow, that is the uh, the hotspot report brought to you by Powerhouse Marine this morning, and also the condition report uh, brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma. And uh, at this point, going to take a uh, break and come back in just a couple of months. Talk a little bit about uh, some fall perch fishing here. And uh, what to do to catch some of those uh, tasty, uh, tasty morsels uh, when WKTY Outdoors continues in just a couple of moments here on WKTY 96.7 FM and 5.80 AM. stories of the hot spots where the fish are biting and you're thinking can my old boat and motor get me there here's a solution for that a new bennington pontoon that's powered by a new yamaha four-stroke outboard available at powerhouse marine not only will this provide you with a way to get you to the hot spot but you can also enjoy the day on the river with your family doing some great sightseeing or if you're more a fishing boat kind of guy how about a new low fishing boat with a yamaha outboard a new low boat is great for not only fishing but also pulling water skiers. Nobody knows boats and pontoons in this area like the guys at Powerhouse Marine. Wants to help you find your own hot spots? Check the different Hummingbird Helix fish finders also available. Maybe you just need a new trolling motor. Powerhouse Marine has a great selection of new Minn Kota trolling motors. So whether you're looking for a new pontoon like a Bennington or a new low fishing skiing boat, check with Powerhouse Marine and get to your hot spot. WKTYO 
Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. You could win bragging rights and free food when you pick who you think will win each week's NFL games. Just hit up WKTYSports.com or pull up the WKTY app, click on Win Stuff, and tell us who you think will win every NFL game that week. The best pick of the week wins a $25 gift card to Features in West Salem. You love football, and we know you love free food. Make your picks today, and you could be our next winner from Features in West Salem and WKTY. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, and, of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive, and now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance will come in with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land that you've always wanted. It is coming up on 826. I'm Kevin Millar. Thank you very much for joining me on the program this morning. Thank you for for being here. Thank you for tuning in. All five or six of you here anyway. And... uh, Hope you're enjoying the. Hope you're enjoying the program. Get out and uh, ah, just. It's hard to say. I'm like I really want to get out in outside and. Unfortunately, my outdoors time. I think at least part of it today, anyway, has to do with the uh, <clears throat> the work list. Anyway, and does not involve fun things like casting a fishing line or, you know, checking out the fall colors or anything like that. So, uh, oh well. Anyhow, for those of you lucky enough to get outside and be able to do some recreating anyway, I thought it would at least be worth spending a little time today talking about uh, uh, some fall perch here. Again, uh, you know, dealing with the, the high water conditions and things like that. You know, we're, you know, it, it, they're, they're, they're hard to find right now to a certain extent. The cool thing is, is that if you find one, there's always more in that neighborhood, because yeah, the, the the cool thing about perch anyway is that they uh, you know they tend to school up in a body of water. So you know if you've got one on, chances are there's there's more down there waiting for your bait. Um, and and certainly this time of year as we move into fall, perch are starting to move into shallower water. It's just the challenge of getting there. Um, you know that's not to say that you still can't find them deep, but as a general rule, they're they're going to be working in some shallower water. Um, good example, um, oh, at least, at least off the top of my head anyway, um, is that, uh, that bay up by the, the lock and dam, um, you know, that's it, just, it's a little place in, in there. I mean, yeah, it's, it's got water in it now, but, um, or some of those little back bays, uh, off the main channel, um, or down by Goose Island, some of those little sloughs back up, back up in there. Uh, those are kind of the, some of the places I'm thinking of. There's some deeper water nearby, but you know it's shallow enough for you uh, for them to you know to find a meal. Uh, hopefully, you know a meal that's attached to your hook. Um, 
And and the nice thing is, is if you can, you know, obviously you know, boaters and kayakers can can get to them too. But yeah, you know, they, a lot of times, um, you know, they'll be shallow enough that you know shore anglers can and get at them too without necessarily uh, having the boat. Maybe, uh, um, you know, uh, and again, I'm thinking of uh, top of mind anyway is you know places like uh, like Goose Island where there's a lot of you know nice shoreline access. Any place that you can get some shoreline access, like I said, to some of those those locations I mentioned, um, you've certainly got the possibility anyway of, of finding some uh, some decent perch anyway. Um, you know, also uh, you know, check out docks and piers for uh, for perch as well. Um, the thing is, these fish tend to move around, you know, hunting for food. Um, so while you may only you know start out with you know one or two fish. Uh, chances are that that, like I said, there's there's more nearby, um, you know, as they cruise through the area you're working. So, you know, once you catch one, um, you know, get that bait back in the water as as quickly as you can to take advantage of them while they're there. Um, that's that's one thing. We'll talk a little bit more about it, but yeah, they they move around a bit. One other place I want to mention, uh, you know, for a possible location is a, a a weed line or a, a hole in a weed bed. Um, again, the, you know, perch are like any other fish, you know, as a predator anyway. They're, they're after the small bait fish, so they, you know, they cruise the edges of weeds looking for small schools and minnows. Um, another thing to keep in mind, too, is that perch are at their peak feeding times during the morning and afternoon. Um, they're sight feeders, so they do need some sunlight to uh, uh, see their meal at, you know, Certainly won't be a problem, at least this morning anyway. Uh, yeah, once the sun comes up, they'll you know they put that feed bag on, and you know once the light penetrates the water, and uh, you know, and then uh, and then they they kind of take the the feed bag off once the uh, once the sun goes down, and uh, they become inactive. Um, one other thing too that uh, perch are as a species that. Uh, as a species, they just aren't affected as much by as others as by the weather. So, you know, if you find them in one spot before a front moves in, um, you know, as long as the uh, a food source is there or nearby anyway, they're going to be in that same area. Uh, yeah, they might move around in that area, but yeah, they'll they'll be in that in that general area. So, and that's you know great if you can you know find some jumbos in a school. Um, so that's uh, definitely a plus. Again, since perch are sight fish, um, it does kind of stand to reason that you know one way to to get perch to your bait is to use some kind of you know bright color or attractor lure to uh, to bring the fish in. Um, any sort of bright color will do. You know, a, a white or orange, chartreuse. Um, might not be bad on a day like this anyway to try a little, you know, gold or silver for a little flash, that kind of thing. Um, perch can be picky, so, you know, you just need to have a variety of colors available because, you know, as always, what works today isn't going to work tomorrow. So, but, um, you know, small jigs with uh, with skirts, something like that, maybe uh, a 64th or a 32nd of an ounce. Uh, maybe upsize just a little bit if you're going for some of those uh, for some of those jumbo perch. Um, 
Excuse me here. Mm. It's dry in this studio. Um, but yeah, and here's where you can get a little early work in with your uh, your ice fishing jigs that you're going to be using in a few months anyhow. So, um, and I, I really do. I that's that's I advocate when I go pan fishing and stuff. I just I use my ice fishing size jigs year round. You know, they're really they really are for uh, you know even some of that small stuff sometimes does really really well. The one one hundredths or you know. 64th or 30 seconds, um, they do work, uh, throughout the year. So, um, you know, cause obviously fish can't read the calendar, so they don't know it's October. They just know that, you know, there's food in front of them. Um, another popular way of, of fishing for perch is with the uh, little small jigging spoons. Uh, again, you know, 32nd, maybe a 16th or even an eighth. If you're really latching onto the big ones, um, those are all uh, all workable sizes. Um, you know, the other thing, too, is, and if you do use a spoon, maybe, you know, consider replacing the treble hook with a single hook or simply cut the barbs off the treble to make it easier to handle the fish. Um, I, I, you know, a lot of times some of those, uh, and some of those prepackaged, you know, the, the, some of those, those jigging spoons anyway come with just a single treble hook. Um that you can swap, or a single hook, I should say, uh, if you want to swap out that treble as well. So, um, some people just prefer to use a spoon that way. So, rather than jigging too, uh, some also prefer to cover, you know, more ground faster by trolling for perch. You know, you won't have to adjust too much. Just simply use maybe, oh, you know, a little bit heavier jig to keep it in the target zone. Um, you know, an eighth ounce jig, eh, you could probably do a little trolling with that. Um, something to keep in mind as well. Of course, the, with you know, if there's a little current, you can just kind of drift along. That'll that might that might work as well. Uh, let's see here. Um, <clears throat> notes here. Uh, so, what to use for bait? Yeah, anything you'd normally use for panfish. That's what. Um, Live bait of your choosing. Um, small minnows would be good. Uh, worms, waxies, you name it. Uh, it should work. Um, this time of year, they're they're hungry. They're ready to chow down. Um, it, this is one thing, too, that I've, I've found and, and just kind of read about anyway, is that uh, this is one time of the year where uh, artificials just won't work as well as live bait. Um, and when it does come to baiting, Smaller is better. Perch don't want large chunks of bait. They just want tiny pieces. Um, so just, you know, a, a chunk of night crawler or, you know, a smaller minnow, uh, just a, a little, you know, something on the hook there anyway. Once on the hook, uh, look for the bottom of the lake or river that you're on. Uh, as a general rule, perch will school up again in shallower water this time of year, but will hang close to the bottom. Um Again, it's dependent, of course, on the where the food is, the food source is. Obviously, if the minnows are, you know, a couple feet down, they'll come up and hit them from there. But uh, you know, if you're in a in a search mode anyway, you know, start out a foot or two off the bottom and and then move up or down depending on what kind of action you get. Um, you know, perch do have a fairly finicky nature at times, 
So, you know, even a few inches you know, or a foot can make a world of difference in terms of uh, whether you get the decent bite or not. Um, you know, and as far as you know, tackle goes, uh, you, you, don't, you don't need anything terribly special to, uh, to catch perch. Um, you know, rod-wise, anything from an ultralight to a medium. Um, you know, obviously, if you're going to be doing a little trolling, um, maybe a little bit, you know, heavier rod would be uh, uh, would be good. But uh, a fast rod tip is important to have uh, have that rod detect subtle perch bites, um, and they can be as well at times. Uh, besides being finicky, they can be a bit stealthy too. Um, depending on size, you know, if you're using an ultralight, you know, five and a half, six foot rod. Um, should do the trick, even if you're, you know, a little something a little heavier anyway, six, six and a half feet. Uh, you know, and along with a light rod, you'll, you'll want relatively light everything else too, like your line. Um, you're jigging or doing some shore fishing, just drifting along in the boat. You know, four to six pound test is, is plenty for the job. Um, again, maybe just upsize just a little bit if you're going to do some trolling, just a, you know, a little, something a little stouter, uh, even you know eight pound, uh, you know it's it's not anything terribly complicated there. Um, the lighter the better when it comes to line. Also, uh, you know light hooks such as a size six, preferably size eights. Um, little split shot as well. Um, you know nothing uh, terribly complicated. You know if you plan not to to, uh, to not use a, a jig head type lure and opt for a plain hook, yeah, again. Um, a simple split shot setup, just enough to to get that bait down close to the bottom. Um, you know, small bobber or slip bobber is uh, another element that's you know critical for detecting bites from perch. Um, I mean, sometimes you know, I, I've had this happen. Uh, you know, when they're active, they can just they can hammer that bait and <laughs> let you know pretty quickly they're uh, they are there. Uh, other times, though, um, they can be little pickpockets little buggers, and suck that bait off the lure without even twitching the bobber, it seems like, you know. But again, if you can get to those places, uh, some of those shallower backwater places and uh, shoreline, boat, what have you, um, and looking for some fun fall action and some fast action, um, fall perch fishing is uh, is a great time. I mean, you know, don't need anything, you know, terribly fancy or expensive to enjoy the experience. It's... Um, it's a great opportunity too for uh, you know that that perch are good fish for uh, beginning fishermen like kids. You know when the bite gets going, you you know wear the kid out, have them reeling in uh, perch after perch. Of course, that is still pretty fun for older guys like myself too. So, <laughs> so <coughs> excuse me, if you get the opportunity, get on out there and uh, and enjoy a little uh, a little perch fishing this weekend. And the bite isn't. Uh, isn't too bad. Um, you know, check out, uh, like I said, up by uh, Lake Toma uh, would be one spot. I'd even consider, and, and I haven't gotten a report, but uh, you know, maybe Lake Nishanik, if there's some decent perch in there. Certainly, I know there's panfish in there. Um, give that a try. Uh, that wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be too bad. Um, and again, if you can get up into those, some of those three lakes areas up by, uh, up by Tremplo there, um, those are great spots to, to do. So I know there's 
a lot of perch up up in that neck of the woods as well, and some decent sized ones too. So uh, again, uh, again, give that a try this weekend if uh, if you're looking for something to. Uh, not to mention the fact too that obviously you know catching him is a lot of fun, but certainly uh, uh, it just, just kind of seems you know. And I mean, any time of year is a good time for a perch, you know, uh, fresh fish or whatever, but. Now that we're kind of getting into that fall season, there's a little coolness in the air or whatever. It just that uh, that fish fry sounds kind of good. Just a nice hot meal, mm. especially something, and it's it's a good meal just simply because not to mention it tastes good, but you know something that you caught and you know you went out and did it. And that's good stuff. Okay, it is uh, coming up on 841. I've got to take a break and come back with more of WKTY Outdoors in just a few moments on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Whether you're new to hunting or a seasoned veteran, this is the time to start planning. Buy your license, spend some time with the maps, maybe do some scouting, and get to know the people at Ace of Lacrosse. They're passionate about hunting, and they'll supply you with bow tuning, guns, ammo, and a lot more. And while you're there, share some of your greatest hunting stories. They'll share plenty of theirs, but make sure to wear your hip waders because it gets pretty deep at Ace of Lacrosse on Mormon Cooley Road and at aceoflacrosse.com. WKTY Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. And we're down to the final bus trip of the season. Border Battle Part 2. Packers, Bears, Lambeau Field. You could be there, but you better act fast. Tickets are almost sold out for the final bus trip of the year to Lambeau Field. Deluxe Motor Coach Transportation from Unalaska or Toma. The Bart Star pregame tailgate party at the Resch Center. And lower level seats in Lambeau Field. But if you want to go, you better get your tickets now. And thanks to the Brandon Kane team of REMAX First Choice Realtors, you're getting there for a song. But that song's almost over, so get to RadioStuffStore.com. When you went car shopping, you meant business. You ace vehicle history searches and test drives. You out-salesman to the salesman. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll have the info you need to get more for your future. Go to aceyourretirement.org. Because when it comes to speeding past financial challenges, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I like my breasts. My breasts, I've had them my whole life. They kind of go with me everywhere. Sometimes I call them the girls. I just had my first mammogram recently. I would love to go without a bra, but I would never go without a mammogram. We hear you, ladies. And that's why all the guys here at Midwest Family and at Dahl Automotive are wearing pink every Friday during October. Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We want to remind women to undergo an annual mammogram. I'm Andrew Dahl with Dahl Automotive, and I'm proud to wear pink and join Midwest Family Broadcasting in support of breast cancer awareness. My wife is a cancer survivor, and I know how it's affected my family. Join us, guys. Wear pink this month to show your support. So come on, guys. Let's all get on board. Join Dahl Automotive along with Barachos, Olson Solar Energy, Wisconsin Insurance Center, and Midwest Family, and wear pink each Friday this month. Because every woman 45 and older should have a yearly mammogram. Support Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And just remember, guys, real men wear pink.
96.7 FM, 580 AM, WKTY. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. It is coming up on 845. I'm Kevin Millar. Thank you for joining me on the program this morning. And let's uh, keep moving on here and talk a little uh, a little fishing news anyway. And uh, let's see, where did I put that story? Uh, talking about, uh, ah, here we go. Um, new record muskie. We were talking about that uh, muskie fishing here a little earlier here, but uh, um, this uh, apparently happened in early August, but just hearing about it now anyway. Uh, saw that this week anyway, that uh, an angler on Lake Vermilion uh, caught and released Minnesota's new state record muskie, a 57 and a quarter inch fish that uh, he called a true giant. And it's actually a pretty interesting story here. Um, they uh, Minnesota DNR certified the record uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, but the, the fish had a 25 and a half inch girth uh, with an estimated weight of about 47 pounds. Uh, it bested the previous record of 56 and 7 eighths inch fish uh, caught in 2016. Um, and uh, the guy who uh, who caught it, uh, Corey Kitzman of Davenport, Iowa, uh, had, the fish had a little extra special meaning anyway. He was uh, uh, out fishing at his family cabin up on uh, Lake Vermilion there when uh, um, he got a call saying that one of his friends had passed away. Um, and certainly, you know, as, as you know, he was by himself, so, uh, nobody around to, uh, kind of grieve with him. He, he went out fishing and, you know, good way to be on the water by yourself and, and just kind of, you know, reflect and think about friends and family and was saying that, you know, after a couple of hours, he tried a few spots and pulled up to, uh, uh, well, obviously what was his final spot anyway, and um, was uh, was fishing uh, fishing with his bucktail and some 80-pound line and said when he set the hook, I knew immediately I had a, a nice fish on. It wasn't until the fish made its way to the side of the boat that I realized I had a true giant, he said. Um, well, and considering musky anyway, you know, the, the fish made a couple of trips around the boat under the trolling motor and, Jumped a couple of times, and um, he was uh, at least you know able to you know get the net and and bring it in by himself anyway. That uh, um, which was probably enough a, a pretty good feat to begin with. And uh, apparently a uh, a nearby boater and his family had been watching uh, watching him you know catch this fish, and they came over. He waved it. Uh, waved his arms over and, and asked for help. And the guy pulled up and hopped into his boat, managed to get some photos and help with getting the fish back into the water there. And that was, uh, that was pretty cool. Said he spent the rest of the day talking to folks on the phone and, uh, sharing photos. And that was, uh, that was pretty cool. Including it. it he almost, the article also said that it included his dad who had gotten him into musky fishing when he was eight years old which is pretty cool. So that was uh, a day I'm sure he will, uh, he will never forget, but man, that it doesn't, the, the one thing that the only thing the article doesn't say is how long it took him to get the fish in. Um, 
I'd be kind of curious to see how long it, it took to, uh, uh, to bring that one in, man, that's, uh, that's, but that's cool. Uh, that's a, that's a, a good story. Um, this one, not so, not so good. And this one, it was, it, it's just kind of a, a strange story here. If I'm, and I'm you know, sure you may have heard this already, but, uh, uh, an Arkansas hunter is dead because a deer he thought he had killed was not actually dead. Um, Thomas Alexander was hunting deer uh, earlier this week in, uh, like I said, Arkansas, and thought he successfully had shot a deer. Um, and he went to check on his kill, and the uh, he unfortunately discovered that the animal was not quite dead. Um the deer, which was not fatally injured, got back up and attacked Anderson, uh, who suffered several puncture wounds on his body. Um, the guy from the uh, Arkansas Game and Fish Commission said is that uh, our assumption is that the, the deer did gore him with his antlers. Um, the man was able to, to get a hold of folks uh, to call for help anyway, who uh, uh, managed to get him at, to the hospital, but unfortunately he, he, uh, he later died there. My goodness. And, uh, yeah, if you've, you know, I'm not a deer hunter. I know a lot of folks are, but, uh, um, but I've seen, you know, videos of healthy deer, you know, fighting other deer. And, uh, I can't imagine what, uh, what that must've been like, but that's just, uh, something scary. You just, you don't, I'm sure a lot of folks will be thinking about here as the, uh, uh, time moves on as we move into the the deer hunting season, which, gosh, isn't uh, isn't all that far away now, anyway. And uh, along those lines as well, um, another story, uh, again, kind of interesting. Anyway, a new poll shows most Wisconsin voters <clears throat> think chronic wasting disease isn't spreading. And uh, excuse me, <clears throat> this comes from the Marquette University Law School poll. It shows forty six percent believe CWD has stayed the same. 27% believe it's increasing, and 7% believe it's decreasing. Uh, according to state wildlife officials, <clears throat> CWD prevalence has been increasing in southwestern Wisconsin uh, since the disease was discovered near Mount Horeb in 2002. Uh, buck prevalence has grown from about 10 to 35%, and doe prevalence has increased uh, from 3 to 4% uh, to 15% in parts of Dane and Iowa counties. And about 6% of tissue samples submitted statewide tested positive in 2014. Uh, that jumped to 10% in 2015, uh, 7% in 2016, 6% in 2017, and 18. Um, the number of samples submitted varied by hundreds uh, from year to year. Um, the poll surveyed 799 registered voters last week. The margin of error was 4.2 percentage points, just for those of you who are technical about that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, and I mean, I've, I've shared, you know, yeah, it is, it is spreading. Uh, it's certainly spreading. Uh, we're certainly seeing, it, and I've, it hasn't been all that long since I've done those, uh, shared those stories of, uh, um, CWD increasing over here, you know, across the river in Southeastern Minnesota. Um, so it's certainly, uh, certainly increasing there. Interesting, uh, interesting poll. Um, Interpreted how you uh, interpreted how you will. 
Uh, it is uh, 8.52. I'm going to take another uh, quick break and then come back and wrap up WKTY Outdoors in just a few moments with more of WKTY Outdoors here on 580 WKTY 96.7 FM as well. WKTY Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. Yeah, you know, for a bunch of stuffed fish on my wall, <laughs> you're great listeners. What's that, Mr. Bass? You was uh, talking to Poppy Crappie, says that fall fishing is excellent. And to go to Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma for my fishing accessories and live bait, Roscoe's Live Bait also knows all the good spots. Well, I could just kiss you right on the mouth. Mwah! Moral of the story, listen to your stuffed fish and go to Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma. It's where everybody goes for their tackle and bait. It's where everybody goes. Don't miss the gun show this weekend at the Monroe County Fairgrounds in Toma. See a large selection of rifles, shotguns, handguns, ammunition, and much more. Today until 5 and tomorrow 9 to 3. That's the gun show. Today until 5 and tomorrow 9 to 3 at the Monroe County Fairgrounds in Toma. Dutch Boy's new Platinum Plus paint with Stain Shield technology has the performance you expect from a luxury paint at a price you didn't. Platinum Plus is up to 50% more washable and stain resistant than a leading premium paint in satin sheen. Superiority ranges from 24 to 50% depending on sheen selected. Platinum Plus keeps your walls looking new longer. Menards and Dutch Boy paint have you covered. Go ahead, live your life. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Savings are a mail-in rebate. See store for details. Good morning, problem solver. Here's your mission for today. You're going to meet some up-and-coming businesses, somebody just like you who lives here and is trying to make things happen. And here's the thing. This business is looking at all the advertising stuff out there and going, what the, how the, where am I supposed to? And you're going to smile and say, we got you. See, there's a bunch of ways people can advertise, but the problem solver, that's you, knows marketing and strategy and ideas, the stuff that is the glue that holds it all together, a golden thread that's bigger than Insta, Radio, Face, Google, Gram Chat stuff. If you're the problem solver who can come up with barn-buckling business strategies, do we have a job for you? A building with tools to market online, great big radio stations, video editing, SEO. Oh, this is an idea person's dream. We'll even train you. This is Midwest Family Lacrosse, and you need to come work with us before someone else finds out how cool this job is. Email Teresa at Teresa T at MWFbroadcasting.com. Midwest Family Lacrosse is an equal opportunity employer. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And again, the condition report uh, brought to you earlier in the show by Roscoe's Live Bait and Toma. And the hotspot report brought to you every week by the folks at Powerhouse Marine right here in La Crosse. And uh, got a few minutes... uh, few minutes left to go in the program here and uh, just some other uh, news and notes while I've got a moment here anyway. Uh, deadline to purchase licenses for the 2020 Lake Winnebago Sturgeon season is October 31st or 1st wow. uh, with state biologists forecasting great opportunities to land the fish of a lifetime. And uh, 
The spearing season opens on February 8th, 2020, uh, with separate but simultaneous seasons for Lake Winnebago and the upriver lakes of Butamore, Winnicani, and uh, Poygan. Participation in the upriver lake season is determined by drawing that operates off a preference point system. Uh, the seasons run for a maximum of 16 days or until uh, preset harvest caps are reached. Uh, licenses are 20 bucks for non-residents, I should say, and 65 for non-residents. Uh, just go to the, the Wisconsin DNR website or a, a location where you buy licenses, and um, you can uh, you can get your license or you can get you know right there. So. Once a person is authorized to purchase an upriver lakes license, they're not able to purchase a license for Lake Winnebago as well. Uh, but there are unlimited license sales for the Lake Winnebago spear fishery, and the uh, while the upriver lakes uh, fishery is managed by a preference point system and limited to 500 per season. So again, uh, uh, go to the Wisconsin DNR website for uh, for more information on uh, on that one. And um, let's see here. Uh, Let's see. Let's just uh, do this. Yeah, let's uh, let, actually let's just touch on this again here real quick before I uh, wrap things up here again. Uh, if you're looking to head out this weekend, you know today great day to do it, and tomorrow isn't uh, isn't going to be too bad either. Um, fairly you know calm winds, decent uh, temperatures in the low fifties. Um, good opportunity to get out there and do it while you can here because uh, looks like we got some. Rain, snow, mixed possibilities for uh, later in the uh, the coming week, and and you're looking for backwater areas that uh, that are going to be holding uh, panfish, and uh, who knows, maybe even a, a few walleye might be cruising in there as well, and some northerns. Um, but again, yeah, you're looking at places off the main current and places that are going to be. Uh, like I said, the little back, I mentioned earlier some of those little backwater bays and uh, sloughs that uh, just you know have a decent, maybe a little decent current anyway, something to kind of get things flowing, but nothing, uh, nothing terribly major. Don't forget to overlook some of those weed beds and grassy areas as well. Um, you're certainly going to be able to find, you know, if you find some uh, schools and minnows in there, that's a place to check out because that's, you know, regardless of what you're going to be fishing, whether it's, you know, there might be some bass in there. Uh, like I said, some walleye, certainly some northerns, uh, perch, panfish. Um, they're all they're all starting to get the feed bag on here, and I know it's a struggle with the high water, but uh, plenty of opportunities out there. Those those fish, they can't tell if it's four feet or ten feet. Um, well, very easily anyway, but uh, um, they just know winter's coming, and they're putting the feed bag on. So. Anyhow, i got to wrap things up for this Saturday. Thank you again very much for listening to WKTY Outdoors. I'll be back next Saturday with another program for you. So until then, be safe if you're headed out, and we'll see you next Saturday on WKTY Outdoors. Your station for sports. Get up! Get out of here! Go! WKTY Lacrosse, 96.7 FM.